Hey, yo, it's Job and Jonah. Welcome to the Decent Take Show, serving mediocrity to the masses or greatness to the globe. You decide. Texas woman arrested after jumping into a monkey exhibit and allegedly feeding them hot Cheetos. Why hot Cheetos? Yeah. I, oh, we don't have we don't have Davy Sue's so hot Cheetos. Yes, a viral video shows woman in spider monkey enclosure. A Texas woman has been charged and fired from her job after jumping into a zoo spider monkey enclosed spider monkey enclosure over the weekend, allegedly to feed animals flaming hot Cheetos. The viral video shows woman, 26-year-old Luz Elizabeth Ray, sitting under a waterfall within the exhibit at El Paso Zoo. Two monkeys move closer to her. She offers them what is believed to be spicy chips and then leaves to jump back over the small barricade over the area. Why are you feeding monkeys hot Cheetos? I, I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. The, like, I don't understand it. I, I need to know the process that this happened. Like, was she dared? Was she drunk? Like, Ooh. what is going on? Maybe she was dared. Because, you know, you, you have to you have to do it if somebody double dog dares you, right? Triple, Isn't that what triple, the saying is? Triple, triple dog, dog dare dares you. you? I you triple to. dog dare you to drink water out of my sock. I got to do it. <laughs> Would you do it? Is it a clean sock? No. It's one I've been wearing all day. And I was on my motorcycle today, too. Nice. So it's mad sweat sweat. I, I ain't, I ain't <laughs> drinking out of your cheese feet socks. Cheese feet? What is that supposed to mean? Stinky cheese. Oh, you're dripping. Ain't no <laughs> cheese on my feet. <laughs> it's Dude, so good. Okay. Do they do they explain, like, was she drunk? Was she inebriated? Was I don't she, think she was like, drunk. I think she's just from Texas. Can, can you imagine being that friend that, I mean, it, <laughs> Whoa, whoa, Will's from Texas, so he's not loving this right now. <laughs> if he ends up, Texas people are weird. Um, You're weird. All right. Texas I'm is from like California, though. That's expected. Texas is okay. Texas is baby Florida. <laughs> yeah. Like really? if it ain't a Florida man, it's, it's a, a Texas, Texas man. man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Am I wrong though? Wait, they called it reckless behavior. Is it all that wrong to feed a monkey hot Cheetos? Okay, here's the thing. Here. Uh, my first question is most monkey enclosures that I've seen are like all the way caged, like yeah. all the way across. I have an idea. So what happened here? Was it just like there was an opening? I I don't know. I I feel like we need to know more of the story I to have figure an it idea. out. I, I think it's stupid either way. It is stupid. I think it but was stupid I feel like way. it's less stupid than people like I think that it's not that big of a deal. But I wonder oh if it's actually bad to feed monkeys hot Cheetos. Maybe. Like, is it? I feel like people feed dogs crazy stuff. Oh, I feel like people... monkeys have stronger stomachs. Okay, that's a voice message, so it's fine. Um, I feel like monkeys have stronger stomachs than dogs do, right? Or am I tripping? I don't know. They definitely do. They have to, because they're For like, sure. they're the closest things to humans, right? Yeah. That's what they say all the time. I mean, but mm. apparently bananas have 90% the same DNA. As so what? is it really credible as humans? N bananas? Apparently. That's no, that's not no. a thing. Bananas Something like that. What? 90. Oh, How do you even on. search this? I don't know. Do bananas, bananas related have to human, human <laughs> DNA? That works. Even bananas surprisingly still share about 60% of oh, the same DNA. 
That's a big still difference. A still though, that's okay, like, but still a percent. It's still a percent. Okay, still a percent is different than ninety versus cannibal? sixty. If you owe okay. me a, if you owe me a thousand dollars and you pay me six hundred, but you're like, well, I would have paid you nine hundred. Yeah, I'd rather I could have pay the nine hundred. The other four hundred plus or three hundred plus interest. No, four hundred, because you owe me a hundred percent, not ninety percent. I thought you said okay. But if it was sixty or ninety, I choose ninety over sixty. That's a big gap. Like right, if I well, walked into this okay. room and killed sixty percent of the people in it. Okay. Either way, we're talking <laughs> about a banana. Right, but banana. I can't. I don't know. A understand. banana. Is it because we're like all water? Also, how much water are we as humans? That's. I think it's close to sixty percent. How much? It is more than sixty percent. I think it's like our humans. By the way, it look. It appears as though dogs. Is sixty percent of human body is water? What? Yeah. But my Jonah's question, sometimes. Uh, don't go that far. My question is sometimes. like, where <laughs> is it though? I mean, I. F- Where's the water? Maybe it's like. Are they counting blood as water? Maybe. Because to know. me, that doesn't count. I want to know where the actual, just straight up water is in my body. Because I know there's some is in like, wherever I pee out of my bladder. Your bladder, yeah. yeah. And obviously, like your stomach and your intestines probably has some water some in them. But I, I feel like I'm more blood than I am water. But we only have 1.2 to 1.4 gallons of blood in our body. So if I pull a gallon of blood out of your body, you dead, dead. You're not even close to alive. How many pints are in a gallon? I have so many questions. <laughs> I have so many questions. By the way. Dogs have stronger stomachs than monkeys. What? Did you look it up? I did. Dog, no freaking way. Dogs have stronger stomachs than humans. Apparently. Um, well, they be eating grass and stuff, so I guess it makes sense. Dogs are likely to produce up to 100 times the amount of acid than a human stomach. Because keep, keep More than mind, 100 times. We can't, we can't uh, digest bone. Dogs well, yeah, because we don't eat bones because we're not freaking weirdos true sorry i'm I, you guys are wondering what i'm doing i'm going live on instagram but yeah of course dogs wait now i sound stupid because part of me was like obviously dogs have less of a stomach than humans but i guess he, dogs be eating all types of stuff that humans probably shouldn't eat well you know that we shouldn't eat they but eat, they eat the weirdest things but it, but it also confuses me because like my dog will eat grass and throw up. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I ate grass, I wouldn't throw up. I ain't no punk. My dog's a punk. Well, he's also like two feet tall. <laughs> my dog's not two feet tall. Nowhere near a foot max. <laughs> Have you seen my dog? That's true. My dog's so small. My dog's like this big. <laughs> Bentley's adorable. He's cute, but he's small. But I also think. The reason why my brain goes that my stomach is stronger than my dog's is because if I gave my dog a shot of tequila, it'd probably die. <laughs> but me, I'd be like, hey. That's true. That's and true. also, dogs can't even eat chocolate. What kind of punk stomach can't take chocolate? Or grapes. Or grapes. Wait, what? Yeah, dogs can't eat grapes. So how is a dog's stomach stronger than mine, but they can't eat grapes, chocolate, or drink tequila? Again, I would just go back to. I would just go back to. They can digest bone. I don't. I feel okay, like a monkey. Okay, a bone. I feel like I could eat a bone. Can you imagine giving a monkey tequila? That's a good point, Will. That'd be a drunk monkey, though. <laughs> like, 
Can you imagine? That I don't monkey know. would miss those vines. Dogs. I mean, monkeys already walk like they're drunk. But it's true. How do dogs have stronger stomachs than humans? That doesn't make sense to me. Because they can eat bones. That's it. That's the criteria of having a strong stomach. If you can eat bones. That's a doo doo theory. I think we need to reevaluate who we're considering the strongest stomach. We need a we need if if we have any veterinarians. We need Fauci. Hey, <laughs> yo, Fauci! I know you're getting canceled for all your COVID stuff, but I feel like you'd be smart in this area, quite possibly. Maybe. Possibly not, though. Do Pro- we care? Probably not. Okay, so. According to the internet, but then again, Jonah Googled it, so I don't know if I'm really down <laughs> to verify that as fact. That's fair. Dang. I don't know if Jonah has the chops to do the Googles. <laughs> we don't know you as the most reliable source of information. I, I, I've had my moments. Now, where did you get this, this, this fact from? Because I already know that somebody's going to go on to the comments and be like, Actually, dogs do not have the strongest stomach in the world. <laughs> it's actually the octopus. Like, it's going to be something completely random. So what I need ha- you to fact check your fact check to make sure that dogs have stronger stomachs than humans. Because I'm not buying it just because they can eat bones. Hold Who on, eats I'm, bones? I'm, I'm bones aren't even food. In my opinion. They're not. Right? They're like, not. I wouldn't consider a bone food. It's just something that dogs like to chew on. But I feel like if I were to perpetually chew on a bone for a long time, like I could digest the little bits of bone that actually come. Because it's not like dogs are just deep throating bones all the time. There was a better That's way true. for me to say that. There was a much better there was. way. But, <laughs> but it's not like it's do- fine. It's fine. It's fine. Moving on. It's not like dogs are just swallowing bones whole. That's true. They're like chewing off little bits of it. And I feel yeah. like if a human were to chew off little bits of a bone, they would be fine. Or am I wrong? I feel like, no, no. I, f- I feel like there are people who chew bone or. Humans? Yeah. Well, yeah. Like when you're eating a chicken wing, you chew bone a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. You don't, you don't swallow the bones. No. In I theory. Have I'm sure there's someone that has. Bone? I'm sure there's somebody who has. That's true. I haven't swallowed a chicken bone personally. Oh, you know, the craziest thing I ever swallowed was, uh, you know, how for- that's a wild statement. A braces bracket. That is a wild statement to open up a statement. The the, <laughs> the craziest. I what again? Oh, I'm oh, sorry. You just said. Can you restart that statement that you just said? Saying the same exact thing? The exact same thing, because I want to clip it. <laughs> and then I'm going to voice over something else. Of course you are. <laughs> <laughs> the strangest thing I've ever swallowed was a braces bracket. So you know how like braces, you got a bracket on each tooth? Did you have braces? Yeah. I can tell. You, you have really good teeth. Thank you. But Wait, yeah. F- almost four years of braces. Hopefully oh. that, would, that would fix it. So... I was at a restaurant with my family and all of a sudden I feel like it literally felt like a metal thing scratched down my throat and it was oh, terrible. That sounds and I was so like, painful. Oh, I was, I was in so much pain. I was like doubled over. My family's like freaking out. Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. And finally, like it, you know, goes into my stomach and oh. I'm just sitting there and they're like, what was that? Cause all, cause it was all of a sudden and I couldn't like talk because 
it was going down my throat. So it like felt like metal just scraping <laughs> the sides of my throat. Couldn't talk because it was going down your throat. The metal bracket. Oh yes. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. And so I told him I was like, I think I just ate a bracket from my braces. <sighs> that was the absolute worst that thing. That sounds like it was terrible. Oh, I've never had braces, as you can see by my teeth. I don't have bad teeth. I just don't have, like, like braces teeth, obviously. What, what is the worst thing you've ever digested? Worst the, thing? The lint ball. What? What? I've told you guys this story. You've There's no way told I haven't me. told. My mom bet me five bucks that I wouldn't eat the lint out of the dryer. <laughs> That's disgusting. That's so gross. Did you drink water, at least? Nah, bruh. Oh, you swallowed wow. it dry? I... That's disgusting. I was a kid. How old were you? You you do that for five dollars. Hold, hold on. How old? Don't were you? worry about <laughs> it. Yeah. How old were it was you? Like thirteen. I was gonna guess thirteen. Okay. It's not like it was last month. Thirteen year olds are stupid. Yeah. She's like, I bet you need the limbo. Wait. What? <laughs> I want to know how this come up. Were you like? We were standing in front of the dryer, and she just you? randomly. My mom's worse than me. It's not even a question. <laughs> If you, you think five dollars, if you think I'm childish in any way, my mom's worse, because that's where I got it from. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, yes. it just yeah, so happened. Question, it just so happened that a time in a place came where she was pulling clothes out of the dryer, and she said, "I'll give you five bucks if you eat this roll of lint out of the dryer pan." Uh. And like a thirteen-year-old would do. I won five bucks. That that is that is a done deal. You would do that today for five dollars. I would. Not even a question. Absolutely not, not even a question. I would absolutely. You work for GCU. Not. You obviously would do it for five bucks. Dang. I don't know what that. I don't. I don't understand that equation. But it doesn't pay no. well. No, it pays decent. Actually, I'm not surprised because they way overcharge for tuition for that school. Facts. That's a lot of Big money. facts. But no, the, the amount of money I paid did you the amount of money I'm paying to GCU for going there for a semester and a half is ridiculous to me. But they're like, it's I don't funny. have any out of state tuition. Cause your in-state and out of state tuition both suck. Facts. Sorry, I don't mean to make fun of Gullible Christians University. You guys are great. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are great. Hey, I don't even want to be uh, mean to you guys. I love that school. Christian that it is what it is. I'm not too worried about it. But the fact that you think that you wouldn't do it for five bucks blows my mind. I would not do it. For okay, five let's bucks. let's add inflation to the time it's been in what eleven years since then. Seventy five bucks. All you're eating is a little ball of lint. You wouldn't do it. And if you say no, you're full of crap to me. And we can end this episode right now. I mean, we don't have to end the episode, but. I, I, I think about it. 75 bucks just to eat lint. Depends what's in the lint. It's clothes lint. And it's your clothes. And the clothes it's have been your, washed. It's your clean clothes lint. That's true. There's nothing nasty about this equation at all other than the dryness. Yeah, I'd probably do it. Now, would you eat a paper towel that had been wiped on? With what? Hands. I wash my hands, wipe the paper towel. Would you eat it? If you wash your hands with soap? Sure. Yes. Soap. For <laughs> we're um, talking third world country soap or like first world <laughs> soap? Well, how much are we talking first? 75 bucks. Bones. Tax free. Yeah, I'd do it. See? 
People do weird things for money. It's true. In fact, on the Patreon episode, there was a dollar amount that you would be peed on for. We're not going to say what that dollar amount was or by whom, but it's on our Patreon episode. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, Davey's not here this week. Clearly. I just wanted to say that for those who are listening on audio and can't tell the difference. That's fair. Because people couldn't tell the difference between Caleb and Davey. Really? What? Remember, because he was like, I'm Davey. Oh, wow. that's right. But you said Jonah, so it's fine. Obviously, Davey's not here this week. We don't really care. We're not going to go into why. He may, ne- he may never be back. Who knows? We'll see next week. Yeah. Doesn't really matter to me because I'm the always show. Here. You're yeah. always here. I'm always here. And in fact, I'm not even going to miss that week in August. Really? I, I still f- I hate that for you, dude. That bothers me for you. Yeah, because my freaking honeymoon got canceled. Rip. Well, okay. Not honeymoon one. My anniversary got canceled. Like the actual anniversary didn't get canceled, but our trip got canceled because of COVID. So yeah, whatevs, we're gonna figure out something else to do. But I probably though, right? Yeah, but I only okay. put down like fifty bucks for the deposit. Oh, Your boy wasn't gonna pay that price tag till the end end. Yeah, no. So they're like, yeah, it's gonna take a little while to get your deposit back. And I was like, I'm pretty sure I only put down like fifty bucks. <laughs> and she's like, Oh, really? And I'm like, Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> the lady on the cause she's like. She felt so bad that she was about to tell us that the trip was canceled. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, all right. She called and she's like, so I have some bad news. It's like, oh, the trip's canceled. And she goes, oh, did somebody tell you? I was like, yeah. And she's like, well, it's going to take. She's like, so we'll give you a, a refund on your deposit. Mm-hmm. And I, I regret to inform you. And I was like, it's like 50 bucks. She's like, oh. And she's like, this has been the easiest call I've had all day. And I was like, yeah, because <laughs> I'm a procrastinator when it comes to paying the bills. They'll always be paid on time, but they'll be paid at the very last second. Yep. Unless it's my mortgage bill that gets paid immediately. Um, and then the other thing is I wasn't too worried about the deposit getting paid back too quickly because I paid 100 bucks like six months ago that I forgot I even paid for. So it's not like if it, if it comes, honestly, by the time it comes back to me, I'm like, ooh, 100 bucks. Now you're not even going to remember what it was from. <laughs> Literally. So it's great. <laughs> it's fine. I just opened up the Instagram live for a little bit to say hi to people. And then now I'm deleting that. Boom, boom, boom. And then we're going to open up a Twitter space and let people listen in on that as well. So they know that we're recording an episode because that's just what we do. Um, now, let we'd never even finished up this story about this chick feeding them the feeding what you call it, the monkeys. Yeah. She got fired from her job. That's a little. I I don't know. I Does feel it like seem that's a little extreme? What was her job? I, I'm assuming a zookeeper. Hold on. <laughs> that's uh, the only thing I can think of. Oh, it was a law firm. She worked for a law firm and she they jumped fired over the... her. Oh. So they, they wait, 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 wait. What? She worked for a law firm? No, 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 no. I think she worked for the actual zoo, and then she has a lawyer. And the law firm is one who made the the this statement. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Apparently, you're not supposed to feed monkeys hot monkeys Cheetos. hot Cheetos. We got that. We understand that. We got that. And apparently, we know who is the king of the jungle, and it's not humans when it comes to the stomach jungle. Yeah, I'm fine yeah. moving on just based on that information. Now, what I would like to talk about. Which is big to me, maybe not big to other people, is that there's a see-through pool in London, and it is insane. Now, I've always had this idea that we would have a see-through floor 
mm-hmm. on the ground that would have an aquarium underneath it. That'd so when you cool. walk around your house, you can see the fish under there just swim, swim, swimming around. That'd be cool. I also have a fear of falling under ice and dying because I'm drowning under ice and the rest of the world can't see that I'm drowning under it. But those two things are not related. That would make a good music video. I'd be my PTSD. And it's never even happened to me. And I have PTSD about it. Now, there's a see-through pool in London that is on the 10th floor. So when you look through the bottom of the pool, you see 10 stories down. That's so, that's terrifying. Into the ground. I'd still do it, though. No. I would still do it. Abs, do you see this? Okay, you know what's even more scary? So I went to Chicago a long time ago, and they... I guess it used to be called the Willis Tower. They changed it to the Williams Tower or some, some weird. Or maybe it is the Willis Tower. Now. I don't know. But anyways, what was the tallest building in the United States? Mm-hmm. They have like a glass box at the top. And you can stand over the city and you're like 100 stories up. Jeez. And it's terrifying. I think so I've heard fun. of that thing. But I don't like the thought of that. I don't like the thought of looking down and seeing my death and then not being able to look down at all. Like, at least when it's you're horrible. looking over an edge, you can stop looking over the ledge. No, you were standing on the glass That's above the That's the problem street. to me. It's terrible. <laughs> I don't want to be able to look down at my feet and see that they're above 100 stories. No, I, I couldn't do it. That's not good. See, That's not good. It's... To- it's terrifying to me, but I would still do it. Why? I, I, why do Why do people want to be so close to death? I don't know. I've always been the kind of person that if something scares me, I push myself to try and get over it. So you, have you gotten over being scared of me? I've never been scared of you. Oh! Oh! What? Oh! Big, strong, Jonah! <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Big strong China out here, out here, double cheeked up on a Wednesday. Ain't scared of nothing. That's crazy. No, I'm just kidding. But so you're the type of guy who's like, I'm going to face my fears. Yes. Now, what fears have you had over time that you were able to overcome? Uh, Well, first fear that comes to mind is clowns. Okay, so you got over clowns? I was terrified. Like, Well, obviously you're over clowns now because you sit in a room with Davey every week. Haha, <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, no, so I was terrified of clowns. And then they announced that the first It movie was coming out. Mm-hmm. And my roommate, who he's a big fan of horror, um, my former roommate, he's a big fan of horror. And he was saying, he's like, dude, we're going to go see this movie. And I was like, mm-hmm. I am not going to go see that movie. I refuse. He's like... We are gonna get you over this fear of clowns. And that's so, a good friend. No, oh, it is a good. He, he's my he's my best friend, and he we went and saw the movie. We saw the original crappy TV show version of it, um, and I'm I am no longer scared of cl- scared of clowns because you watched that movie. Yep, I got over my fear and I faced it. Now, is there anything else that you've overcome, or was it just that one thing is a big thing? So. Because I've done this, but it was in a very sentimental way. Oh, yeah. Of getting over. And it wasn't fear. It was anxiety more than anything. Mm -hmm. So to give the backstory to the people who don't know, my brother died on a motorcycle. And so ever since then, for like the year, I would have 
because this is recent. Um, I would have anxiety anytime I saw a motorcycle like freak out. Same way that my mm-hmm. sister died um, in a seizure. Anytime I saw like seizure on TV, I like freak out internally. And now I'm kind of over it. But that's not something you can really like desensitize right. yourself to. However, motorcycles was something that I could figure out. So I learned how to ride a motorcycle. Now I have a motorcycle, all this stuff. And I ride in memory of him. So I understand like overcoming anxieties. Mm. But there are some things that I'm fearful of that I'm cool just being fearful of. Yeah. Like I don't need to like get in the cage with a lion to know I don't want to be near lions. I was about to say, I, I'm not scared of sharks. Like, Bro, but if a I, shark pulled up on you in the ocean... Oh, I'd be freaking out. But I, I want to dive with sharks. You want to dive with sharks? Like, dive. Why? Oh, in a shark cage. I would be in a shark cage. I would not be out of the shark cage with sharks. I'm actually kind of down for that. Will because you pay for us to take a trip to do that? I'm down. You'll pay for us? I'll pay half. No, that's just paying for yourself. Yeah. Selfish. <laughs> Selfish. Selfish to go see a fish. <laughs> that's, I don't even think, I don't even uh, think sharks are fish. You're still wrong. What are sharks? Well, what are sharks? Sharks are mammals. I'm. I don't think sharks are. They are not mammals. Sharks are mammals. True or false? Sharks fall under the classification of card. They're not cartilaginous fish. Yep, they're not mammals. You were right. I can respect it. I'll 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 take that L. No, but my my goal, one of my on my bucket list, is to go cage diving with great white sharks. That is my goal. I would love to do that because you know what? I grew up with Shark Week. I love sharks, but I also I feel like I'm scared of them. So I want to face that. That's a rational fear, but I don't know if it's one that you need to face because the fears that I think that you need to face are the fears that you face every single day. I don't think you need to face a fear that's in a very specific situation. Mm -hmm. Like there's there's such a small chance that you're running into a shark in life. Yeah. In fact, I'll go out on a limb and say it is 100% possible to never encounter a shark in your life if you choose not to. Yeah. Because you don't got to go in the ocean. No. So you would have to choose to put yourself in a situation to where you could encounter a shark. Right. And aquariums obviously don't count because you're not with a shark. Right. Yeah. So So I don't think that that's a a fear that you necessarily have to face. No, no, no. I it's I get clowns I because you face. can casually encounter a clown, mm. yeah. but you can't casually encounter a shark. No, no, unless nope. you encounter them at the beach. Right. But you'd be going to the beach. Right. You could just be going You're to the mall and run that. into a clown. Right. You could walk outside your house. Run. You guys remember that freaking clown craze oh, that happened where people were dressing up as clowns? That My was... school got threatened. Your what? school did? Yeah. Oh, tell us about My it. My school got threatened by a clown that said it was going to bomb the school. What? Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. It was back in, I don't remember if it was freshman year of high school or the last year of middle school. But it was one of those years and my school got threatened. That's why. Like, so they just stood outside your school and was like, ha ha. Or ha ha ha. To be honest. <laughs> what, what, what sound what? do clowns make? Do they go uh, ah, ah, like on their nose? Definitely. Is that still the thing? Yeah. Definitely. And they spray water through their little flower? Yeah, for sure. And people are scared of that. There are a Jonah lot of people was. who I are afraid of, afraid of clowns. Of like, 
No, but there are a lot of people who are afraid of clouds. Yeah. There are people that are afraid of balloons. Yeah. I actually kind of want to go through the weirdest phobias. Does that sound like a good idea? Yeah. That does sound like a good idea. You know what I'm low-key scared of? What? Jellyfish. I hate jellyfish. Like, really? all jellyfish? Yes. I, huh. dude, it it just freaks me out. If I ever see one, I, I don't want to see one. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be stoked to see a jellyfish either. I kind of would be kind of upset because I know that somebody have to pee on me to make it go away. That's disgusting. R. Kelly. Where's R. Kelly when you need him? <laughs> now, <laughs> go back to Patreon. Like and yeah. subscribe. Yeah, definitely subscribe to uh, patreon.com slash show. Unless you're a social justice warrior or somebody who gets offended easily. Now, there are 10 phobias <laughs> that say the 10 weirdest phobias you will ever come across. Now, this isn't on our notes. So this is just something. Yeah, this is where the conversation is going. This is just where it, it goes. Ah, this is decent takes. <clears throat> now, my internet's going slow. Okay, here we go. Number 10, telephonophobia. The fear of making or taking phone calls. I honestly, my sister has that. I was going to say, I feel like there are a lot of people who deal with that fear, which is, I think, partially because of social media and because of texting. Like, social anxiety. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I, I've never had that problem. I don't mind talking to people, though. Yeah. There are, my sister, my sister's terribly afraid of taking phone calls. Like, she may take my phone call. I should actually mm-hmm. call her to... <laughs> To, uh, it's been a while since you called her on the. It show. has been. It has. It's also been a while since we called your mom. It has been. A and while that's not a your mom her. joke for anybody who's new to our show. That's like a legit. She's a staple of our show for a very long time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there should be a segment. Can we start a new segment where towards the end of the show we just get life advice from your mom? I'm down for that. Would that be something that she'd be she'd be cool with doing like yeah. on a regular basis? I can ask because I feel like she could give us one positive tip to take into our next week. Mm-hmm. Hello? You're being recorded on Decent Take Show. Oh, I figured. (laughs) (laughs) It's been a while. I just have a quick question for you because I want to verify something that I said on my show. Okay. I said that you have telephonophobia. You have a fear of making or taking phone calls. Okay. Would you agree or disagree? Yes, I would agree. Oh, see? It's a normal thing. It's 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 on this list of top 10 weirdest phobias. But then I realized that you have that because I remember last time I was in town a few months ago, we were trying to go do go karting and you were like, I'm not calling the go kart place to figure out what time they close or open. <laughs> and I was like, why don't you call? And you're like, because I don't want to. And, and I knew by the way you said it because you had an attitude that it wasn't because you didn't want to call, but it's because you had a phobia. <laughs> <laughs> really? Do you think it's because you grew up with social media? Um, no, because I'm just, you know how I'm just genuinely shy. Like, I don't Yeah, that's true. Know. Yeah. Madison is the most shy person unless you know her. Then once you know her, she doesn't shut up. <laughs> She'd be like, you like corn? Like, what does corn have to do with anything? <laughs> <laughs> but like to a stranger, she won't even say hello. Like, you have to force her to say hi to somebody. But once you know her, she wants to know everything. Corn is a good vegetable. Corn is a good vegetable. Except for the fact that on TikTok, they used the corn emoji to talk about porn, which is weird. What? Is corn a vegetable? Corn's a vegetable. All right. Love you, Madison. Love you, too. All right. Bye-bye.
Yes, corn's a vegetable, I think. Yeah, so telephonophobia, I'm going to take that off of the list of the top 10 strangest phobias. Yeah, I don't feel like that's strange. I feel like it's normal. All right. Nomophobia, which is fear of not having mobile phone access. Oh, that is definitely a part of this generation. That is yeah. 100% a part of this generation. Because, yeah. Joff, think about it. We are the last generation that knows what it was like before smartphones. Mm-hmm. Generation that came after us, they now, have no hey, idea. Hey, I didn't have a smartphone for the no. longest time. And I, and no, I, I remember not having being, cell phones. That's being, yeah. Not I didn't even have a cell phone. phone. Remember, But not having a cell phone and knowing that cell phones exist are two different things. Yeah. I remember uh, nobody having a cell yeah. phone. The, the oh. most people had were pagers. It was pagers and home phone. Mm-hmm. We called people's Yikes. home phones yeah. and had to ask their parents to talk to them. Yep. Every Dang. every phone call. Every phone call. Hey, uh, sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. Can I talk? Is your son, <laughs> nice. is Tyrone home? Like, I remember calling people's houses, like calling my friend Shavis and being like, talking to his mom. Hey, Shavis home, can he talk? And then being her being like, no, because I'm on the phone with somebody else. So you're gonna have to call back later. Yeah. Like that's not a thing anymore. No. They just hit you with a text like, hey, bro, I'll call you right back. Yeah. Or hold on, I'm on the phone with someone. Let me put you on hold real fast. Mm-hmm. You remember picking up a different house phone in the house and you yes. can hear what's going on? Yes. On the other house phone? God, it was so easy. But then you nosy back. No, but then. then you hear the like you hear somebody oh, else pick up the phone, you true. know that they're also on the phone too. Yeah. Yeah. It was wild. Are getting like those are crazy times. Dude. It's crazy that Will hasn't experienced this. No, in fact, if you, I don't want to keep talking about Patreon, but we talked about how different even these. Well, how old are you? Nineteen. Even being five years apart, how different our childhoods were mm-hmm. between us two. Not talking about even just finances or like social status or anything like that. Just simply based on the things that we grew up on, just five years apart, how different they've been, and just music. Just music. Just music really. alone. And artists that we grew up with that were played at every single party. Yeah, but wait, 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 let, let, let's not explain too much. If they want to know more about it, they can listen to on Patreon. So, yeah. nomophobia, not having access to mobile phone. Now, this is something that I may have. I don't like being in a place where I don't have service because I feel like if there's an emergency, I'm helpless. Do you yeah. have that at all? Um, yes, to some extent, but I'm also one of those people where I kind of go through life thinking that things will work out. That's fair. I mean, for the most part. All right. Number eight is phobophobia, which I think is ridiculous. Fear of having a phobia. That's what it's the fear of having a fear. So your fear is that you fear something. So that's you're re- always scared, scared of being that's, scared. That's fear. so that you're that's just fear. always scared. Yeah, that's fearception. Weird. Okay, let's move on to the next one. Anthophobia, which is fear of flowers. Huh. People who suffer from this fear are actually aware that flowers pose zero threat to them, but for some reason they go into a state of anxiety just at the mere sight of them. That is so weird. Ew. I've never even heard of that, but. How would you go outside? There's flowers everywhere. Even here in the desert. I mean, that's kind of a dream for a dude. I mean. Like if his girl had a fear of flowers. A cheap dude. Facts. Yo, I'd be like, I hope my wife has a fear of expensive food. (laughs) (laughs) Or chocolate. (laughs) My wife has a fear of gifts. (laughs) 
<laughs> I wonder if that is a fear, though. Can you imagine being afraid of receiving something to the point of irrationality? That's definitely, uh, that's there definitely has to be a phobia. phobia. Well, there are people that don't like gifts, but doranophobia right. is the irrational fear of opening gifts. So I could wrap a gift and be like, here. And they would never open You'd it. have like a lifelong Christmas gift where like you would never open it. Yeah. So, well, I'm kind of cool with that. I don't know. Okay, but fear of flowers. Can you imagine like walking outside and a dandelion grows in your yard? You're like. <laughs> what the- Karen, what is that? Kill it. Step on it. I kill it. <laughs> kill it. And then they freak out and then the roles are reversed. Okay, maybe we shouldn't make fun of phobias. But I'm sorry, but a flower this is phobia decent is takes. Kinda... I was just about to say you'll get over it. Number six. Hexacosioia hexiconethelopho. Fear of the number six six six. So Christians. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Hey, these are the same people. Okay, obviously it's a very large generalization, but this is there are members of the Christian faith know, faith where they think that the monster symbol on the monster energy drink is six six six. Are you serious? Upside down. I'm well, not, whoa, whoa, wait, no, 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 no. The the symbol I think actually does is it go back to? I think so. I think that. I think that there's some. Be careful what you Google. This might lead you to some crazy sites. No, 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 I don't care what. I have DuckDuckGo. Okay, there you go. I think that there is something that goes back to it. Here's a fact check. No, it's false. Yeah, it is false. I thought that there was something See, that does like, go back to 666 they, in Hebrew like, or something you, like that. If you just complete the circle part, it looks like 666. No, 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 but it if wasn't want, that. But... It was something else. I remember looking into it. Huh. A while ago, that it like hid the uh, the sixty six logo, but apparently it's not legit. Oh, they were at yeah yeah yeah. Here's the thing: if it has a six 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 logo, logo, it is what it is. Yeah, but to be fair, I feel like society kind of in general avoids that naturally because it is so closely associated with evil or the antichrist or whatever that like it's just naturally avoided because yeah, it people, has that people naturally avoid 666 i'm not gonna lie if i have a total at like a restaurant or something that's 666 i go ahead and just buy something else to make it not close out at 666 i'm that weirdo i mean i don't think that's weird i'm again people equate that. make sure to cut our mics on stream labs but people equate that, people to, equate the devil. that to the devil to evil so i mean it's hard I think I think by like irrational fear, like you freak out whenever you see it. Yeah, and I don't yeah. freak out when I see. No, 666. I mean it might make us like uncomfortable. Like when is six sixty six p.m.? Yeah. Well, wait. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> you agreed to it. I did agree to it. That's stupid. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's funny. Okay, let's move on to the next one. I'm not. I don't. I don't have a fear of the six sixty six. No. Oh, we didn't even answer if we have any of these fears. Do you have a fear of making a phone call? No. A will? Do you? No. What about uh, of mobile phone access? I have a little bit of that. I don't like not having phone access. I feel weird, but I, I'm not afraid of it. I feel weird, but I feel just because it's so like normal. I feel um, 
like if something was happening. It's not even for myself. Like, I don't feel uncomfortable if I don't have phone access. But I fear that if somebody else needed me for something that I couldn't be there. Yeah, that's it. Fear of having a phobia. None of us have that. So, so it's almost you're almost afraid of not being there for the people you care about. Exactly. More so precisely not having a phone. Yep. OK. Like if I could just not have a phone at all, I would love that. Yeah. But I also know that people need any of me. those any of those Facebook posts where it's like you could live here, but you have to give up your phone. I'm like, I will throw my phone in the freaking ocean. Like if I can live in a beautiful cabin in the woods just for a week or whatever, I will do that without hesitation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, fear of flowers. Obviously, none of us have that. Yeah. So uh, what was the next one? What was it? Fear of uh, fear of the number 666 with none of us have. Yeah. All right. Next one is heliophobia. Heliophobia. Fear of sunlight. Both of y'all are pretty pasty, so I don't have a fear of sunlight because I'm already dark. So, dark chocolate. Dark chocolate. <laughs> Let's go. Real ones like dark chocolate more than milk chocolate, anyways. Even though Fact. I am I dark chocolate or milk chocolate? I think I'm dark chocolate, I think right? You're dark. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say you're dark chocolate. Right. Me too. Yeah. What about Will? Do you think I'm dark chocolate or milk chocolate? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Will get so uncomfortable when I do stuff like dark that. Dark chocolate. That's for you too. Gosh dang it. Will, do you like dark chocolate? You know, I actually do like dark chocolate. I think I like it more rap. than milk chocolate. Look me in the eye and tell me that. No. <laughs> I love dark chocolate. Stop. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, Jonah. Jonah. <laughs> Jonah. I don't mind a little bit of white chocolate. <laughs> Oh hey, yo, Will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, that's God. funny. <laughs> All right. Anybody in here have a fear of sunlight? No, honestly. No. I don't, only the goths. Okay, like so. <laughs> okay, so there are two sides to this, right? Yeah. Anybody who has a fear of sunlight with no thought of cancer is a psychopath to me. Yes. If you have cancer, skin cancer that runs in your family and you're scared of sunlight, I get that. That makes sense to me. I'm fine with that. This next one, I don't understand at all. Chronophobia, fear of dancing. Is that, that's real? Now, maybe it's because white guys usually can't dance because y'all lack rhythm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can keep rhythm. I can't dance. Okay, let's do this. All right, ready? Next one. Okay. <laughs> Jonah's got a little bit of rhythm. That's the Spanish in you, though. Yeah. I don't even count. Oh, my God. I don't even count. Will got rhythm because he's a freaking production masterpiece. Sorry, so. And I've listened. Yeah, I've, you've, I've heard, you've some heard how great he is yeah. in production. Mm-hmm. Fear yeah. dancing. Anybody here? Do you like to dance? Can you dance, Jonah? I I enjoyed it. I'm not good at it by any means. But it's I all about it. enjoying it. I enjoyed it. dancing, especially with like like at Davey's wedding. Yeah. I had did. so much fun just dancing with you guys. You like, kept trying to stand off to the side, though. Let's yeah, be I, honest. I, well, and, and I think the fear of dancing might also be tied into like fear of embarrassment mm. or fear of yeah. like public attention maybe sure but if you're ju- like just scared of dancing yeah i 
that doesn't make a lick of sense to me. Now, I'd believe that you have a blutophobia. Me? Yeah, which is fear of bathing. <laughs> Do I smell that bad? <laughs> no, I could just see you being dirty. Like, I could see you being like, nah, I don't need a shower. For like six weeks. I'm... Uh, no, <laughs> no. How often do you wash your jeans? How often? Yeah. I try to do it at least once a week. I don't wear them every day of the week, though. You wear shorts. Sometimes. Like a psycho. Yeah, that's right. You don't like shorts. Do you have a fear of Jeans shorts? are so much better than shorts. You have a, uh, no, I, I, I agree. <laughs> I think jeans are better than shorts. Do, do I have, have a fear of shorts? Okay, hold on. Do you have a fear of shorts or fear of skinny calves? No. To both? Neither. Okay. I know my legs are skinny, and I just choose not to show off. I don't want anybody, don't like, falling in love with my skinny legs. That's what it is. <laughs> I don't want somebody to be like, dang, I love them chicken legs. Like, <laughs> I just don't want anybody to fall in love with them. <laughs> them looking tight. <laughs> All right. Anybody in here have a fear of bathing? No. Me no. either. I love bathing. What is the longest you have gone without bathing? Um, less than a couple days. Yeah, I mean maybe four days. Okay. Like, well, I really? feel like I feel like I've I may have gone at least four days. Like when I'm in a really like depressed state. I was about to ask, and I don't like the... leave my bed. Okay. Oh no! Uh, almost two weeks. I was in the hospital. Oh, okay. Yep, and okay. I was like, I'm not leaving this bed. I was on painkillers the entire time. Oh, there's the no worst. chance of me leaving that bed. They're yeah. like, you can, you can take like, I was like, I'm not taking this whole rack. The only way I'm taking this whole rack with me is if I got to take a dookie. Yeah, you do not want to move. You do not want to move when you're in a hospital. Bro, I was on Dilaudid. What? Because I, I, they gave me a shot of morphine and it did nothing. What? Nothing. Not a thing. See, they hit me with morphine. I was. Flying has a kite. They gave me morphine, and I was like, "Am I not supposed to feel pain? Because I still working? feel pain." <laughs> then they gave me Dilaudid, <laughs> and I kid you not, my exact thoughts were, "The I, I said this out loud to my dad. I see how people get addicted to pain medicine." Jeez. And I said to him, "Don't ever let me take this outside of this hospital. No, whatever no, no, they give no. me for painkillers when I leave cannot be this. No." It has to be like ibuprofen. Yeah, seriously. Because God, your boy was high as a cat. <laughs> I'm a rocket man. Oh rocket man. <laughs> your boy was stoned. <laughs> I was like, I cannot have this outside of this hospital because your boy will be a crackhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh lord bro i felt that warm sensation hit my body and i was like i could sit in this forever <laughs> forever <laughs> ever <laughs> don't take it away from me yeah i was like i can't have this outside of this hospital that's terrifying that's terrifying plus i thought that little button that they give you <laughs> I thought that that I, I thought that the button told the doctor to come give me more. No, that's a- Oh my gosh. 
Oh my that gosh. Gives you more. I did not know that they gave that type of power to a patient. Because I'm hitting this button like this doctor's taking forever. <laughs> you know, when I found out, you know, when I found out that the, that the button gave you the medicine less than six months ago. <laughs> Are you? you didn't even, oh, my God. Well, yeah, because they can't have someone. When I pressed the button, the nurse showed up. Maybe not immediately, but eventually. So I thought I was just waiting for the nurse to show up. So when I pressed the button, mm -hmm. the nurse is going to show up within the next hour. I didn't know that I was always getting the medicine when I clicked the button. Mm -hmm. So by the time the nurse showed up, like, oh, no, I'm fine. Yeah. Like, I'm chilling They're now. Good. You took too long. I thought I was just in a slow hospital. I didn't know that the button was giving me the medicine. Well, yeah, and they and they ha and then I don't want to say they have to do that, but they sort of have to because they can't keep every single patient under twenty four hour surveillance, and no patient really. Which wants makes that. sense. No, nobody wants a nurse just sitting in there. But what I didn't yeah. like is that they would like bring in all the little kids on rotation, like the kids who were like in clinicals. Yeah. Because like what what I was in the hospital for was something that nobody had ever seen before mm -hmm. it was something that they didn't have like a specific disease so to speak it was like an autoimmune thing that like was new Interesting. so it was a great case study for well, people yeah. to see it's really close to stephen johnson's but it wasn't stephen johnson's which stephen johnson's is already rare in and of itself but this wasn't it so it was I guess a good learning experience for people. Yeah. Even though they didn't figure it out. They're like, it either is from a medication that you're having a bad, really extremely bad allergic reaction to, or it's from stress. Like you're stressing your body so much that you're having this reaction to it. Jeez. Which they never figured out what it was. Did they just um, call it Javon Marshall syndrome? Which I want it to be. That'd be kind of sick. You got the Marshall, son. <laughs> that right there. That's you got the Marshall, son. Like, I would love for this disease or whatever it is to be named after me. Mm -hmm. I'm 100% yeah. fine with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what was the longest you went without bathing? Probably two weeks. I was a child. My brother has definitely gone three, though. Maybe even four. Why? Just because? He, I don't know. That... I couldn't tell you. Yeah. See, the longest I've ever gone was... I think just under two weeks because I was out hunting in Colorado with my dad. So all you got is baby wipes. But did you baby wipe it? I mean, yes. But let's like be a, honest. When dudes baby wipe something, I've never, I don't think I've ever baby wiped my body, but it's nuts and pits. Yeah. And also yeah. it doesn't feel like you're clean. It's but that's like, worst. those are the biggest dirty parts of our body. Oh yeah, I know. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. Like, I think that we just wash our like chest and legs and stuff just out of obligation obligation <laughs> yeah what we're really aiming at are those two hot spots yeah, yeah. that's i would agree if that. nuts pits and you brush your teeth you're pretty much clean i would argue hair i disagree really if it was between nuts pits and mouth or the rest of your body which one would you clean nuts pits and mouth <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. That's a fair point. That's, yeah. Like your hair doesn't stink. It may not feel good or look good. Right. 
but it doesn't stink. Yeah, that's true. I'm talking about the stanky stanks. Yeah. Even your butt doesn't even stink as much as nuts, pits, and mouth. You know, like when yeah. you eat something garlicky and you're like, bro, I need to brush these teeth. Yeah. Oh, and you know. You, you, oh, you, dude. It's like you can feel When you it. can taste the garlic in your mouth after you eat, you mm-hmm. know your breath stank. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine what it smells like? Ugh. If you can smell your breath, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. I say the same thing with if you can smell yourself in general, it's too late. The, yeah. the second you that you start smelling it. yourself, you know everybody else has smelled you for at least a day. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Which that's is a true. painful thought. Now, embarrassing let's move on. Um, I would like to talk about this whole hashtag delete Facebook thing. <laughs> now, you Trumpers, since I have a Trumper with me this week, I feel like this is a good time to chat about Donald Trump being banned from Facebook. We already talked about our feelings on how long he should be banned, blah, 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 all that stuff. A couple weeks ago. Now, let's talk about people who are saying delete Facebook again. I really just want to make one point on this whole thing. Do you have anything you want to say about this? Yeah, I'll, I'll let you go first. No, you go first because my take is very clear, concise, and done So let's start with you. Um, I mean, I, I'm just an advocate for free speech in general, no matter what, unless it incites violence directly. And, January 6th, continue. And I, I mean, I can completely 100% disagree with whatever a person is saying, but... Um, it's also difficult because obviously Facebook is a private company, so they really can have a say over whatever they want on their platform. Which we we covered most of this right, stuff. Right. Um, I think it's stupid. That is trending again. I think it's stupid that it's trending again because I think I think if if people were really bothered by it, why are you why are you posting on Facebook about hashtag delete Facebook? Well, it was trending on Twitter. Oh, okay. It was trending on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I don't have Facebook. Okay. So it's trying on Twitter. Okay. Let me give you my very clear, very simple yeej response <laughs> to this whole hashtag delete yeah. Facebook thing on Twitter. I want all of you who are tweeting hashtag delete Facebook to remember that there's another platform that Facebook owns. <laughs> It's called Instagram. Mm-hmm. Now you're tweeting delete Facebook, but are you willing to delete your Instagram? Let me ask you That's that a question. Great question. Because Zuckerberg owns both of them. Mm-hmm. Can't cuck the Zuck. So what are you gonna do? Because it's delete Facebook and Instagram because they're owned by both. Man. And I see a lot of y'all talking about I'm gonna deactivate my Facebook. But you're still posting on Instagram. So you got to delete both if you're really standing for that cause. And since you haven't, you're a fraud. So shut up. Amen. Next. Let's talk about this headline that's breaking news. You want to tell the world what's happening right now? How freedom, freedom is being brought to the world. How this life changing thing is happening jonah i want you to provide the ultimate relief to the entire world right now tell them what's going on china is going from two kids to three china's Boom. allowing people to have three kids now in the, in the span of less <laughs> than 10 years we've we've gone from one to three kids people 
That's crazy. That's insane. That's wow. And guess what? What? People still ain't having three kids. Let's go. <laughs> now we got Jamarion. <laughs> I know a dude with 14 kids what? in America. No. Yep. Same moms? No. Okay. You think a lady wants to pop out 14 of them things? I've heard crazier stuff. They make TVs. No. TV shows. I heard it on The Breakfast stuff. Club. <laughs> I heard this on The Breakfast Club the other day. It was like, I met this woman who got five kids. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not crazy. He's like, but they all got ADD. Oh, God. That, that's wild. That. He goes, yeah, all different daddies. <laughs> That's us. That is not a good My look. family. We that all have different dads, actually. Wait, so you, your brother, your sister. No, me, all my brothers and all my sisters. How many brothers and sisters do you have? Uh, If you, oh, it's so hard. So there's, I'm going to say was because two of my siblings passed away. So there's Charday, uh, Shannon, Asia, Madison. Are the girls. Okay. Some of them are, are my are my dad's kids. And some of them are my mom's kids. My dad being my stepdad, technically. Brothers, it's me, Jamel, Jay, AJ. So, Charday, Madison, Asia, Shannon, Charday, AJ, Jay, Jamel, me. So, there are nine of us all together. Okay. Only people who share dads are my stepdads. Stepdads. Your in dad. quotation marks. So my dad's kids who have different moms. They all have different moms. Yep. Okay. And my siblings on my mom's side have different dads. But you all share the same mom, obviously. Correct. Okay. Life is... No, 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 no. Because the ones that are my dad's kids don't share the same mom. Right. Okay. Isn't it weird? That is weird. Yeah, none not, of us not, share the same two parents. Not in a bad. I'm not saying necessarily. In a bad I don't way. give a crap what people perceive it as. That's literally, literally, whatever you perceive my family situation as. You that's listening, I don't give a crap. I have zero that, care about that. Okay. I've literally never even thought about how people think about that. It's just your family. This is my fam. Yeah. Then my brothers and my sisters. My dad is my mom. Period. All um, that matters. But the only ones, which is funny, because the only ones that I consider sharing both mom and dad are me and my little sister. Even though my dad's not my biological dad. It was my dad, though. Ma- so and that's Madison, the one we To me, called. me and Madison have both the same parents. Okay. Which is cool, because we're the closest, so. Yeah, that is cool. Now, you missed it on our Patreon, <laughs> but I called my dad. Davey called his dad. Were okay. you there for that? No, I wasn't here for that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Davey called his dad and asked him how much money it would take for him to swallow whole an 18-inch hot dog. What did his dad say? I can't tell him. Can't tell public. Oh, and I called my dad. Did you hear this conversation? No. And And I asked him if construction workers go to the strip club on their breaks. <laughs> yeah, Patreon was wild these past two weeks. It's <laughs> Yeah, it's a lot. Um, okay, let's continue our phobias. Uh, spectrophobia, fear of mirrors or your own reflection. I mean, I know I'm ugly, but you're I'm not, not afraid. You're not ugly. 
I'm homely. Homely? Yeah. What, what does that mean? It means like me fine. Middle of the road. Yeah, I would, I don't I don't look I have, at you I and have think a kind face is what I would call it. I don't look at you and think you're ugly. That makes one of them. But then again, I don't look at really anybody and think they're ugly. Like I can look at somebody and say they're I don't find them attractive for yeah, yeah. my taste. Yeah. But I don't go like there are some people I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but <laughs> ding, 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 it ding, is ding, what ding. it is. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I don't. Use, I generally don't use the word. I don't use the term ugly. That's good. Because at the same in the same way that like my taste in food isn't the same as other people's taste, my taste in humans aren't the same as That's other fair. people's taste. That's fair. And I say taste in humans because I'm like, I can look at a guy and go, you're a, a good looking dude. Because I'm what? A cannibal. Cannibal? Yeah, you said you're a taste in humans. I mean. Dark meat or white meat? White meat. If somebody was. <laughs> Where's Davy John? <laughs> Who's to say that we're not all cannibals, though? <laughs> Who's to say? You never had human. Human could be fire. <laughs> and you just don't know because you never tasted it. Yeah. I I've never it. tasted caviar. Yeah. So I don't know if it's fire. <laughs> you might have a human steak and go, this is good. <laughs> yeah. Will, please clip this. You can't. You No, you, you can't for sure say you're not a cannibal. Like you can say you're not a cannibal right now. Right. But if you accidentally ate human and it was good, you might keep on eating human. Okay, but call your mom. What? Call your mom. Is she asleep? <laughs> uh, no. She is up late. I'm gonna call her. I feel like. I think she did. I feel like this is, this is a legit thing. Like before you had chicken. You might have saw a chicken and go, I don't want to eat a chicken. But then you had it and you were like, dang, that's delicious. Yeah. Hi, I feel like the only reason. Hey, mom. Hey. One how second. Is, how, is, how is Shelby doing, honey? She's good. Um, so you're you're on decent takes right now. Oh, hey, guys. Hey. How are you guys? Good. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thanks now, for I, I have a couple. I have a couple questions for you. Uh, one, I haven't ran this by the entire team, but I would appreciate if, you know, in the beginning of our show, like the first, maybe not the first 10 shows, but then the next about 25 after that, we called you pretty much every week. Right. And then we got rid of the calling segment because it was too much of a hassle. Right. But because of that, we haven't talked to you. That's true. I missed you guys. Which the only real consistently good part of the calling segment was you. Yep. And everything else was pretty trivial. So we had to get rid of it. Now, what do you think of maybe like a five to ten minute segment of, uh, of you giving us life advice or just a general opinion on something would be? Because I feel like people miss you on our show as well. Well, I don't know about that, but I'm in, sure. 
See, she's it. No, people legit miss you. You're the best part of the calling segment. You like the, like this is not me buttering you up. This is just objective fact. And this is me not being biased as your son, but it's true. The only consistently good piece of the calling segment was you and then random people who would have a crazy take on something, which wasn't very often. No. So it's for a decent take. Yeah, it was like, it was either a trash take or it was you. So <laughs> it's pretty much no in between. If we're being honest, if we're being honest about the past of our show, the calling segment was great and awful at the exact same time. Yeah. At the exact same time. Two yeah. truths existing at once. Amazing. Yeah. And it, it wasn't worth continuing because yeah. the bad outweighed the good. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> there were there were many duds in a row. So many duds. So well, first question it's, is it's answered. Just your show. It's going to go through lots of evolutions, right? Yeah. See, boom, right there. You get it. I now, do. the second question I have okay. is a question that I need a I need another solid, solid opinion on. Okay. Now, if you were, let's say you grew up with animals. Did you grow up with animals around? Domestic or barn? Like barn. Okay. And you grew up with cows, chickens, pigs. And then you grew up and they were like, hey, by the way, the food that we're eating are also all these animals that you live with. Okay. You'd be a little weirded out by it. Depends on what kind of ranches. If you're like, you only knew them as pets. Sorry, you only knew them as pets. You only knew them as pets, Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden one day, you know, Bessie the cow disappears and ends up as a steak on your plate. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And you're told that's Bessie that you're about to eat. Yep. Yeah, that'd be a little. I mean, how old am I? Am I ten? You're twelve. I'd be blubbering. If I'm 30, I totally get it. But you're 12. But I'm 12. Yeah, I'd be a little upset. Yeah, it's like, what the heck? Like, I grew up with this thing, and now you're telling me I'm eating it. Right. Well, let's, let's, are we assuming that the parents are good parents and explain those things to their children, especially their 12 year olds? They didn't explain it to them. Oh, yeah. That would be kind of upsetting. Kind of traumatizing, so, yeah. Is this, is this based on a true story or are you just making up the scenario? Oh, no. We're going somewhere with this and you're not no. going to like it. Okay. I'm traveling. Go ahead. So you would you would also assume, but you would say like, this is delicious, so I, I may continue eating it. You're saying I, as a 12-year-old, I would taste the steak, like it, and continue eating. Like that, it was best. That's a possibility. Okay. Right? That's a possibility? That's Absolutely. That's a choice. Now, let's say, okay, let's say you're 30 and you didn't know where your food was coming from. It could still traumatize you. <laughs> if I'm 30 and I don't know where my food is coming from, I have other issues. Than right. Not knowing where let's just say, let's just say you're oblivious to realizing that food comes from, <laughs> okay. or, or you have an encounter with animals and you're like, wow, maybe I, like, this is crazy, but I'm going to continue to eat this stuff. Okay. Now... Let's say you're at a dinner and you have a meat that you've never had before and it blows your mind. It's It's delicious. It's super good. Super good. But it's human. And then what? It's human. Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Clarice. 
Jonah, did you tell him to ask me this question? No. <laughs> oh, I didn't even I give him the backstory. But okay, so is okay. So now what? What's what's the question? What do I do? You 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 have to make the decision. Like you don't want to be a cannibal, but it's delicious. Right. So what do you, what do you do? So you, this is a moral question then. Not moral. Objective. No, no, no. It's totally a moral question because you could talk to someone who is absolutely against eating any kind of animal. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like yeah. If you're vegans and you're vegetarians and they see a moral, they have a moral reason for not doing that. Sure. Well, I would say most people have a moral reason for not eating another human. But I think it's only because nobody eats humans. Do you really think that's the only reason? I do. <laughs> <laughs> I think because the only reason why we don't eat dead people is because we've never tasted them. Yeah, I think that's a little simplistic there, Job. I like to keep things simple. I've never, I've never, I've never eaten camel or know what it tastes like. But if I'm in a foreign country where it's a delicacy, I might try it. Okay, so if human was a delicacy in another country, would you try it? Say you go to Papua New Guinea. And they're like, hey, yo, when people die, it is tradition that we eat them so that their body doesn't go to waste. And so you're asked the question is, would I do it? Sure. Would I eat it? Yeah. I I don't think I would. I think there's a squeamish factor you got you to gotta consider. So if you ate it on accident and it was delicious. I would probably vomit on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody would. Yeah. Um, from the fear of mirrors. Oh gosh, you know what? The, the, I don't know how it went from fear of mirrors to cannibalism, but we're know. here. You know what? Every one of your shows, somehow I wonder, like, how do they end up talking about hemorrhoids? <laughs> somehow hemorrhoids. we talk about hemorrhoids. I mean, it's like I don't know how bizarre, we got there. It's a bizarre journey of conversation. <laughs> That's a good question. How do we get here? How did you get here? Does anybody know who's in this room? Okay, so we went from... The fear of mirrors. Fear of mirrors to me calling myself ugly to you saying you're not ugly. Oh, from me saying that nobody's ugly because ugly is subjective. Right. To where morality is subjective. To where what we eat is subjective. To where humans could be eaten. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. Okay, I, I totally track with you guys now. <laughs> <laughs> it's still, I still, I still would vomit on the spot, and I don't think I would eat anything if I was in Papua New Guinea for fear it was a human or a neighbor. All right, that's <laughs> I, I can accept that take. That's, that's okay. a good take. I can accept that. That's cool. We'll we'll wrap that there. I'm fine with that. I can accept that. All right, mom. Well, we miss you. I we I'm so glad you guys called. It's good to hear your voices. We're gonna be calling you again. Yep. Later. Okay. Probably okay, weekly. I'll, I'll be here. I'll be here. Have you guys worn your t-shirt yet? I have not. Oh, oh, oh. You're not going anywhere <laughs> yet, actually. How fat do you think I am? <laughs> that shirt is huge. You know what? I, because I wasn't having him shipped to me, I was having him shipped to you guys. And I have no frame of reference of how big you guys are. I'm nowhere near the size of Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing so hard, Mom? Jonah's got at least 85 pounds on me. Well, I did. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. The three of you guys standing next to each other. Then I had a frame of reference. That's true. 
Jonah, you have at least 85 pounds on I me. I do not have 85 Yes, pounds. you do. No, I do not. How much do you weigh? I weigh 210. Jonah, you weigh 210? You have 55 pounds on me. Wait, how much do you weigh? 168. <laughs> wow. How much is that? 2, 32, 42. That's pretty close to 85. <laughs> Not 85. You know Jonah, okay, if you don't, Davey does. Okay, Davey does, yeah. Because apparently he's taller than me, which is complete <laughs> BS. Let's just well, let's just cut that, that there. I'll, I'll, I'll get you something smaller next time. But I, I figured if it was too big, you guys could just, you know, wear it at night. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm going to do. It's my pajama shirt now. <laughs> I still do love the shirt. It was an incredible, incredible I'm, idea I'm and execution. <laughs> All of it together was mind blowing. I'm not even gonna lie. I'm so glad. I wasn't sure if you guys would get it because it'd been a few weeks. Oh yeah, that's yeah. like the running joke of the entire show from we the very make beginning. It that will be the first merch idea, and I feel like we owe your mom a royalty. I feel like we do because too. she was the first to do it. And there's <laughs> literal documentation of it at this point. There's documentation. She could sue us and we'd screw ourselves for lose. having an episode of us showing the t shirts that she created. Just, just sign the t-shirt and we'll call it even. All right, done and done. <laughs> All right, you guys. Have All a right. good night. Thank you, right, you too. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye. Now, this, uh, this last phobia is something that we all have. Actually, no, this is... Uh, wait, hold on. I'm, I just poured cacti way, on my computer. Um, we did that one. I'm surprised you didn't tell you the, the story that yeah let's talk the about the story stuff. because i know that she watches the show so i think it's going to be even funnier that after we talk to her you're going to tell me why your mom's a cannibal so was your mom all. was a cannibal yes oh yeah so what's the camera on jonah explain 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 so my mom was raised in california in like the 60s and 70s so when they ate a- humans well, there were a lot of cults at that time. I mean, Marilyn, not Marilyn Manson. Uh, Charles Manson was obviously around at that time. And she was born into a family that was um, in a cult. That was a part of a cult. So so for the first, I think she said 13, 14 years, she was raised in that cult. Um, and that cult humans mostly homeless populations uh are you serious yeah did your mom eat them yeah she was raised that that's why she was like why did you bring this up to me oh my gosh so eventually her family got out of the cult and she had to go through this whole process of you know so your mom knows what human tastes like yes that why do you think she answered that way so she had to go through the whole like deconstruction of I was in a cult, like getting over that whole mindset. Obviously, eating humans is bad. And then I feel like I want to call her back now. That's also part of the reason why she hates watching anything with like cannibalism or like, OK, for instance, I love I actually si- don't want to call her back because that's traumatizing. I want to. I love silence. But I would like to have like an off air conversation. Yeah, I I of enjoy, what that's like. Right. Not right. like what it's like. I really, I'm so infatuated with the idea of being raised in a cult 
and then coming out of it mm -hmm. oh my gosh this is one of my guilty pleasures same any any docu like this no a show the scientology documentary? i have a show that i should have said what show on patreon of one of my guiltiest pleasures can we add it to patreon later <laughs> i have to find the exact the exact name of the show but anyway so all that is to say so like when i when i quoted science of the lambs to my mom i was like hello clarice yeah i've never seen that that's why I didn't well know hannibal was. lecter in that movie is a cannibal and so that's why she was like why did you just say that to me so yeah. okay here's some little little patreon content literally the least wild of our patreon content one of my favorite shows that I've ever watched, mm -hmm. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt or Unstoppable Kimmy oh, Schmidt. Oh, shoot. Where she was in a cult family yeah. and then released out into the world. Great show. Right. This oh, is I great. Heard, I heard that was good, actually. Uh, incredible show. Yeah. Uh, great time to plug our sponsor, Nevco CBD. Go to NevcoProducts.com. Use code DECENT for 10% off. If you love the relaxing effects, even healing effects of CBD, all natural. All natural, grown in Colorado. Go to www.nevcoproducts.com. Use code DecentTakes for 10% off. Nick from Quit the Build had it and said that he slept like a baby from those CBD gummies. So make sure you check those out. They're absolutely amazing. Nice. The oh, number one. By the way. What? I totally made all that cult stuff up about my mom. Did you? Yeah. She never eaten a human? No. I just wanted to see if I could keep it going. <laughs> I was very excited to have that conversation with her. I know. I I'm, believed you. I, I know. And you I let still me believe down. you. <laughs> I actually think that you're saying that that wasn't true. No, no. I, so that I don't ask her about it. No, no. I, I can straight up call my mom and have her. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like she was. That's crazy. Number one irrational fear, which I don't think is irrational or weird at all, is the fear of sexual relations. Why is no? That's not because like if somebody was raped, then obviously they're gonna have fear of it. Well, and also if someone like is inexperienced and they go into like a situation, they're gonna be like, they're probably going to be scared of like, am I doing it right? Like I don't know if that's fear. I think that's just like that fear, like anxiety. Anxiety. It's yeah. More anxiety. Like, yeah. is this the right hole? This is not Patreon. Patreon. I just, it just takes me back to that episode of uh, Family Guy where they're like, <laughs> the Catholics like put it in each other's ears. <laughs> uh. Which is still sex, guys. Anytime you put a pee pee in anything, it's sex. So don't do it, kids. No sex till you're married. No docking. Yeah, which is disgusting. That's okay. definitely a Patreon episode thing. Yeah, All right, let's talk about something else. Speaking of beef, cyber attack on the world's largest <laughs> meat producer forces beef plants to close. You freaking beef, you freaking vegans are hitting too close to home. Yeah, I don't know what I kind of vegan hacker knows. went in and tried to shut down the beef industry, but y'all are tripping. Get your crap together. Yeah, we're not even going to go into that. Next topic. West Virginia is giving away guns as an incentive to get vaccinated. Do you have to be a citizen of that state? But they're giving away guns? That is the most American thing to do. I will fly to West Virginia and do that. I don't. I, don't I absolutely care. would get another dose of the vaccination. <laughs> they'd be putting a raffle for a gun. Wait, wait. Is a raffle or you automatically get it? I. It's a lottery. Oh, it's a okay. 
Even still. Yeah, like for a gun? You, Heck yeah, I'll do that. They're giving away five custom hunting rifles, Ooh. five custom hunting shotguns, two brand new custom outfitted trucks, five lifetime hunting and fishing licenses, and getaways to West Virginia State Parks. One person will Ooh. win a five point one a one point five eight eight million dollar grand prize, and two people up to the age of twenty five will win college scholarships. Oh, that's cool. See, I like I like the college scholarship. I don't. Angle. That's doo doo. I'd rather have a gun. Well, yeah, obviously I'd rather have a gun because I'm. Done no, 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 really? no. I wouldn't rather have a gun, but I'd rather have a one point five million dollar grand prize. Yeah. Over a college scholarship, because what if the college scholarships like West Virginia Community College <laughs> for the arts? <laughs> it's a little a tiny little yeah. liberal arts. College it's got like three teachers. <laughs> it's a little red school. <laughs> so trash. <laughs> I'd for uh, sure take the 1.5 mil over any of those prizes. Oh yeah, obviously. That's a, that's a given. Um, I don't know what this whole cyber attack on the world's largest meat producer, but if it means that the next time I go to Wendy's, I'm going to get a cheeseburger. I'm, I'm going to get a chicken sandwich instead of a cheeseburger. It's complete trash cans. Yep. Now, there are two more things we're going to talk about before we go into the 60-second takes. Do you want to go into the Firehouse story or Naomi Osaka first? Uh, That's really up to you. I don't, Let's I don't go know. into the... Let, you go ahead and lead this, um, the fire station shooting, since you know more about it. Okay. So, about what two days ago, I believe. Hold on, hold on. The so, story's here if you want it. You can have it. Yeah. So, um, so yesterday, yesterday, the story broke that in Santa Clarita, California, a fire fireman engineer got in a argument with another fireman engineer, um, left, came back the next day, I believe, and shot the engineer that he had had an argument with, killed him, shot a captain who was wounded and I believe still currently in the hospital, drove back to his house, shot himself, and then set his house on fire. Now, this story hits very close to home for me because my dad actually worked with all three of the firemen involved Jeez. Um, and knew them and the one of his really good buddies on the job was best friends with the guy who was shot and killed Jeez. so very close to home um, as soon as I got the news alert immediately I was, I was literally at work I immediately called my dad what? You're good. They won't. They won't hear this. That's okay. happening in our ears right um, now. I the the ending I of the episode call. of Patreon from last week just started playing the music because apparently we didn't mute it, <laughs> but you guys won't hear it. Yeah, only we hear it. So if there's a if you're watching YouTube, mm-hmm. you're probably looking at us like, why are you guys look so confused? Right. It's because the outro music's playing, but the end of the show's not happening. No, we not ain't yet. done yet, baby. Not, not yet. We got like six more hours of this. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Um, so no yeah. sleep for the wicked. No. Okay, sorry. Now no, that we've been good. completely sidetracked from a very serious story. Very good. Continue. Um. So as soon as I got it's the Will's new- fault. As soon as I got the news alert, I immediately called my dad. He was fine, um, and you know, obviously, they're still investigating what exactly led to the argument and what led to the shooting. Um, but it's it's pretty clear that there was some sort of mental health thing going on with this fireman who, you know, 
uh, obviously that work argument was some sort of catalyst, you know, straw that broke the camel's back. Yeah. That caused him to take out his anger, I guess. I, I don't, I don't Here's know the thing. exactly what might have been behind it, but. I think when people black out that these things that I don't think that I don't want to say that nobody consciously does it because I think there are people that do consciously do it and are just Mm -hmm. sick, disgusting people. Mm -hmm. But I think some people are so at their capacity and over their capacity that they've bottled up so much stuff that there's a point where they black out and things like this happen. And that's not an excuse for it to happen. Um, but it might be an explanation, but it may be why. an explanation that some people need that sometimes people black out and do these very horrendous things mm-hmm. that they would never do had they not been been broken. But the thing right. is that you never know what somebody's capacity is. You never know when they're on the edge. And that's why that there's that quote where like, be kind to everybody because you never know what's going to set somebody off. That's not an excuse, mm-hmm. but it, it but it is true that sometimes something very trivial. Yeah can set somebody off to do something that they would never do in their right mind, but because yeah. of mental illness and things like that. Yeah. And, and again, obviously it's still being investigated. Um, you know, the, the fire community, it's, it's a brotherhood, it's a family. And so this is really kind of shocked things and, Absolutely. um, you know, shaking things up, not in a good way at all. Um, I, I guess, I guess for me, my hope would be, and and this is just me being an optimist. I, I tend to see the glass half full. The silver lining I guess I'm looking for would be um, that the issue of mental health among firemen, it's not really talked about a whole lot. At all. I have firemen um, friends who and don't talk about mental health at all. No. And, and that's not necessarily through lack of trying from the department. It's more of the attitude of the firemen. Mm-hmm. Um, just because they tend to be more the type of person where it's like, you know, it's part of the job, tough it up, compartmentalize different things like that, that get them through that. And, and obviously for the most part, I would say it probably works for them. Obviously there are issues along the way that I'm sure pop up, but, um, I, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, you know, my, my dad being a fireman, I, I have seen the toll that the job takes Mm -hmm. and my dad does a really good job of compartmentalizing and, you know, obviously talking with my mom and, and us, us kids and everything. But that brotherhood is so ingrained in him and that attitude of, maybe not necessarily sharing those thoughts, those struggles um, is very, very prevalent, Mm -hmm. very prevalent. Mm -hmm. Now I will say a counter to that attitude is, um, and I'm not trying to get preachy at all or anything, but a a huge counter to that is um, the Christian brotherhood that my dad is a part of because they do open up to each other. They do go to each other when they're struggling with things and when they're facing different things. And that helps. Now, uh, faith. I don't want to say that faith is necessarily the own faith communities are not necessarily the only answer to that. I'm not saying that, but for my dad, at least I know that that helps him. Yeah. And where I push back on that and I'm a Christian, but 
I do think that there are a lot of settings where even Christianity and stuff like that can become more gossipy than it is actually helpful. That's my true. ultimate thing yeah. at the end of the day is my big, you should do this. If I'm going to preach anything to you, it's going to be therapy. No, yeah. I think that therapists need to be more readily available for firefighters, uh, police officers, mm-hmm. people, anybody who's in a high stress job needs, I think personally needs to be in counseling of some sort. And that's just what I think. Even if they don't think they need it, I think that there needs to be some place to vent it out. One of my biggest mm-hmm. quotes that I'll ever use is that, and I don't know where it came from or where I heard it, but it's whatever you don't say you store. That's a great quote. Whatever you don't let out of your body, you keep in your body. And at mm-hmm. a certain point, and this is actually what I'm teaching on when I go to camp this week, is whatever you store into your mind, into your brain, into your heart, whatever you don't say, you store it. So all mm-hmm. these things that you're holding in, at some point, you're going to hit a capacity mm-hmm. that you cannot let overflow. And you're going to let it overflow because you're going to continue to store these, store these things. And at some point, you're going to blow up. And whether that be in a... Um, a physical aspect or a mental aspect or any type of aspect Mm -hmm. it will come and how you deal with it is going to determine the headlines yeah yeah and i i I agree with that i you know i think and and especially in recent times i know that counseling therapy that has all been really pushed by uh, fire departments and police departments. I don't think to the extent that they, that it needs to. I think it mm-hmm. needs to be pushed more. Um, I don't, maybe not necessarily required, but heavily, heavily encouraged Absolutely. at the very least, um, because they do they deal with things that we will never understand unless we are in those jobs. Sure. And those situations that are they are constantly dealing with, it it, it boggles the mind. It we cannot yeah. imagine. I mean. We can imagine it to a certain extent, but we will never be in those situations feeling what they're feeling and then dealing with either storing it, storing those feelings and those thoughts up or dealing with them in a healthy way. Mm. I think that'd be a good thing to do a monologue on. I would be down to even either either a monologue or or have a conversation with a firefighter, even if we had to keep them anonymous on kind of what the mental health conditions are. Mm hmm in there and kind of how we can there push people to to, to I don't, seek help. I don't know how successful we could be, but I have someone in mind that might help with that. Okay. All right. Well let's move on. That's a that's a big conversation that we should have mm-hmm. in a different facet or place. Mm-hmm. Um because we could talk about that for hours. Yeah. Let's talk about um before we go into six six takes Naomi Osaka. Because this is a conversation that I really wanted to have that kind of hit me in a weird way. Um, So basically, Naomi Osaka withdrew from the French Open um, because she was being fined for not speaking to the media. I didn't know that it was mandatory to speak to the media. I had no idea. And this is my first time ever hearing about this. And so... She tweeted, hey, everyone, this isn't a situation I ever imagined or intended when I posted a few days ago. I think now the best thing for the tournament and the other players and my well-being is that I withdraw so that everyone can get back to focusing on the tennis going on in Paris. I never wanted to be a distraction, and I accept that my timing was not ideal. My message could have been clear. More importantly, I would never trivialize mental health or use the term lightly. 
The truth is that I suffered long bouts of depression since the U.S. opened in 2018, and I've had a ra- I've, I've had a really hard time coping with that. Anyone that knows me knows I'm introverted, and anyone that has seen me in tournaments will notice that I'm often wearing headphones as it helps dull my social anxiety. Though the tennis press has always been kind to me, and I want to apologize especially to all the cool journalists who I may have hurt, I am not a natural public speaker and have huge waves of anxiety before I speak to the world's media. I get really nervous and find it stressful to always try to engage and give you the best answers that I can. So here in Paris, I was already feeling vulnerable and anxious, so I thought that it'd be better to exercise self-care and skip the press conferences. I announced it preemptively because I do know because I do feel like the rules are quite outdated in parts, and I wanted to highlight that. I wrote privately to the tournament apologizing and saying that I would be more than happy to speak with them after the tournament as the slams are intense. I'm going to take some time away from the court now. But when the time is right, I really want to work with the tour to discuss ways we can make things better for the players, press, and fans. Anyways, hope you are doing well. Staying safe. Love you guys. I'll see you when I see you. I did not know that it was mandatory to speak to the press. I had no idea. When, but when but, but it that. makes sense. Because remember when Marshawn Lynch said, I'm just here so I don't get fined? Oh, that's right. We all took that kind of like as a joke. Yeah. I didn't realize that you could actually be fined Which for I not think, speaking to the press. I think I disagree with that idea so much like i get like there's obviously money behind it or whatever but like when when you lose especially when you lose like a big game or big thing whatever i don't even think she the, lost anything well but that from what i understand anxiety I, no no but from what i read that was something that a couple journalists highlighted was um an argument that she might have been trying to make would be well why would I want to talk to the world's media when all they're going to ask me is, how do you feel about losing? How, yeah. Like, because if with someone suffering from social anxiety, to ask them on the world stage, hey, so you just lost a huge tennis tournament that will probably affect your life moving forward. Tell us how you feel about it. it but I, don't, I think- don't understand why it's required. Why is it required that they do that? Does she lose, though? No, no, no. I'm not saying that she necessarily... Oh, you're just saying won't. in general. I'm saying in general, like using that as like an example. Like you wouldn't want of, to have a, a, that conversation. Yeah, like in front of the world stage with, you know, dozens of reporters sticking flashing cameras and microphones in your face. I think loss or win, somebody with social anxiety and like that doesn't want to be in the spotlight shouldn't have to be. I think that there are more than enough people who want to be in the spotlight that we shouldn't yeah. have to force every single athlete to... to to participate in that and i get both sides of it like they want to have some type of rule so that the media is getting the coverage that they need to mm-hmm. cover the story but i also think that if somebody is not comfortable with speaking about it or has that anxiety and i honestly it, it it's least surprising and i don't want this to be like a stereotype to tennis players or for anybody to take this offensively but Tennis is one of the sports that I see and I'm fascinated with, but I'm also not surprised that it's played by introverts because it's a one-on-one yeah. sport. I mean, sometimes it's a two-on-two sport. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen a three-on-three tennis match, but if that's a thing, that's cool too. But I can see people like that mm-hmm. who play tennis or maybe golf yeah. or things that aren't necessarily team sports to be introverts who are just incredibly athletic. I also feel like it it is a sport for perfectionists. Sure. Um I, f- I feel like that is also a common thing because 
you know, when you listen to tennis players, they're always talking about how they can be better, how they can do better. You know, these were my mistakes and this is what I'm going to do to try and, you know, not think, make those mistakes moving forward. But I think that's because you can't hide behind a team. That's all. Yeah, it's it's all. Yeah, on you. because if you're on a, a team with five, let's say for basketball, you got five people on the court mm-hmm. and you miss a shot. They're not only are they focusing on that shot, but they're focusing on those other people's positions on the past on the person who shot. got the rebound on the person who passed it to mm-hmm. you on what your available options were. Yeah. And tennis is just you. Yeah. And you're really the only person to blame, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I think that is stupid that people can be fine, but I also get why they want people to speak. But it's just hard for me to to. And like the people who are are like saying that she's blaming mental health. It's like. Yeah, if you have mental health issues and you're in a bad place and you don't want to talk, to me, that resonates. There are times that I don't want to talk to people and I'm mm-hmm. not nowhere near as famous as she is. But I could see that if I was going through a, a path of anxiety or I was depressed or I didn't want to talk, I wouldn't want to get into a front of a freaking camera because I'd be scared I would say something that I wasn't supposed to say and end up with much bigger problems than a $15,000 fine. Yeah. 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 I... I didn't know what to feel when I first saw the first headline about it because I was like, I, I, like you, I didn't know that they were required to speak to the press. I had no idea that was a thing. Me either. And again, with the Marshawn Lynch thing, I thought he was joking. I Me too. Was, I thought that was a joke. Literally until this, I thought that yeah, was a joke. And so that threw me for a loop. So I studied up on that and then I studied up on her situation. I mean, you know, this girl's been in the public eye famous you know, basically since she was a teenager. And so it, it, oh, I didn't know that. It I didn't makes, know she was. It this. makes sense that she would have social anxiety. It makes sense that, you know, like you said, and, and again, not trying to offend tennis players at all, but in a sport that seems that it would favor an introvert. Um, well, let me let me explain why I think that a fair is an introvert. And if you're a tennis player, you can tell me that, that I'm wrong. Yeah, comment, message us, and let us know if we're wrong. In my brain, a tennis player only has to work with their coach mm-hmm. and their team staff, yeah. whereas they don't need to really work on communicating with somebody else on the court because their biggest focus is being the best them. Mm-hmm. Whereas in a team sport, you have to be the best team player mm-hmm. or you're just a star on a team full of duds. Yeah. So in that way, there's actually, in a way, more pressure to perform. So there's there needs to be more focus on yourself. And that, that's the only reason why I think that they could be introverts yeah. is because a lot of their focus has to be on themselves and exactly what they're doing in every single moment because they can't lean on anybody else to be great. Right. They have to be a great individual player instead of just being great on a great team. Exactly. Exactly. And and even if it's not because all- a bench player on Tampa Bay still gets a ring. Yeah. Yep. You're not a you can't be a bench player in tennis. No, it it is all on you. And and even if that even if that isn't a stereotype in tennis, that is the situation that she's in. In this current situation that she is in. And you know I feel bad for her. I my heart goes out to her, man. I I feel so bad for her because she was honestly caught between a rock and a hard place. She Absolutely. really was. Because I guarantee you she's getting flack from both sides of this. Absolutely. You know, she either plays and has to deal with you know her mental health suffering which is a very you know that's a very real suffering i i don't trivialize that, is true that suffering i don't trivialize that at all i don't think anyone should or you know um 
I don't think she's using it as an excuse because the consequence. I hate when people say that mental health is an excuse because it, it, it's all it's literally only people who have never gone through deep mental health issues that are mm-hmm. like, oh, you're just using it as an excuse. Like having been someone who's gone through extreme mental stress, pain and depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, all those things that I if somebody says that the reason they couldn't do something is because their mental health. I'm like, OK, I'm not even going to question it. Even if that makes me naive in any way, I don't want to be the one that's like, you're using that as an excuse. I refuse to be that guy. Right. Yeah. No, exactly. Exactly. And so, you know, she, I think in the end, and this is just for me personally, I respect her so much for standing by what she knew would be best for her. Mm hmm taking the hit you know obviously financially and and sponsors wise or whatever you know obviously all that that those consequences suck yeah they do they do there's no getting around that but i my heart goes out to her and you know i i hope she she feels better and yeah and you know gets the help that she needs and and um yeah you know i i i think i think it was an inspiration to those dealing with that stuff too yeah all right let's wrap that there and let's go into our and everybody's new favorite segment the segment that single-handedly stabbed the calling segment in the heart twisted the knife murdered it and then ate it like a true cannibal Mm -hmm. 60 second takes And welcome to the segment 60 Second Takes, where we give 60 second takes on crazy different things. This week's episode, 60 Second Takes, is going to be on, is this restaurant too casual to be considered fine dining, or is it too fine to be considered casual? Mm-hmm. Is this fast food, or is this a place that you sit down and you can legit think that you could take a date out yeah. to this place? Um, let's start with the first one being on your side. If we don't even if you don't have a rebuttal for it, if we both stand on the same side of the fence, then that's fine. And if we differ, then we're gonna argue it out. Sounds good. What's the first one you got, Joan Joan? All right, John. This first one goes to you. Dave and Busters. Oh, let's go. Dave and Busters is absolutely fine dining. That is a classy place right there. Not only do you have food. But you also have games. You have an arcade. You got a whole date. Like, you don't even have to go anywhere else. Like, this is a one-stop shop for the night of your life. Let's go. Like, the only thing that could make Dave & Buster's any better is if they had a freaking hotel attached to it. Like, you could go to the arcade. You could have din-din. You could have drinks. You could have game. Like, and then you're done. Like, the entire night is planned out for you in one spot. There is nothing not to like about Dave & Buster's. Like, they may have a subpar food, but they still have food. And they have a bar. And they have games. It's literally everything you need in one place. Donezo, stop the clock. That is top-notch dining. That's a whole experience. (laughs) My turn. You agree or disagree? I agree. I agree. Now, I will say... Just tell me why you agree. Go ahead. I will say Dave & Buster's, I think is more fun in like a group setting so maybe like a group date or something like that i agree um just because you know you're you're hanging out with your friends you're playing games you know you're drinking a beer uh you know i i see that as more like a group date type thing but even still 
I absolutely think you can take a date out there. And you are exactly right, Job. It is a total it's one a date in shop. one spot. Yes. You don't have to go anywhere else. You want to drink, there's a bar. You want to eat, there's a menu. You want to play games, you got a freaking adult arcade with done every game done. you can think of. Done and done. That's it. Fine dining, stop the clock. Yeah, that's a whole experience. Maybe we'll just call them whole experiences. Yeah. Or fine dining. Because some of these don't have whole experience. That yeah. may be the only one with the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to ask you this one because this one comes across my brain quite often because I can't tell if it's actual fine dining or it's too casual. Okay. Because I truly think. Oh, don't say what you think. You got to wait. Red Lobster. Ooh, that is a great, great (laughs) idea. Red Lobster. So in my mind, I think it's fine dining. Here's why. Here's why. Seafood for me, I think I immediately think of that as more of a date night type food. The reason being, seafood tends to be a little more expensive. But is Red Lobster enough? Is Red Lobster enough? I I think it is. I I think it is. I think um, I think price plays a role in that. I think it's a little too expensive to be considered fast food or or not fine dining, especially if you go with something like the lobster or the crab. You're going to be dealing with higher prices. I think that plays into the whole idea of it being like more of a date. Um, and and honestly, the atmosphere as well. I, I think it's more of a date setting rather than a quick, okay, we're just going to stop, eat, and leave. Okay. I think you I think you take your time with it. So, yeah, that's my take. All right. I wholeheartedly disagree. Start my clock. Ooh. I have casually gone to lunch at Red Lobster with a homie on really? multiple occasions. I don't think it costs enough for it to be fine dining. Interesting. Okay. I think that I've gone. I don't. I would not feel uncomfortable if somebody walked into Red Lobster with cargo shorts. It would not bother me at all. Okay. I just I can't put it on the fine dining scale. I, I you can't go on your anniversary to Red Lobster. That is a good metric. You can't go there. Good metric. It is not enough. Okay. there's a Red Lobster at Metro Center, which means that it can't be fine dining because Metro Center died. <laughs> yes, it did. I, I, it's uh, not. It's too casual for me. I. That's my take. It's not fine dining. It's casual food. Okay, that you made. You Stop made some good clock. points. Made some good points. All right, so I got the next one for you, John. Okay. BJ's. I've never been there. Really. I've. I, I thought it was supposed to be like Big Boy, but apparently it's not. So I've never gone. It's, okay. Okay. Well, well, I, I got plenty of plenty other ones. So okay. Give me a that. new one. Let's go with um, Cheesecake Factory. Oh, let's go. Fine dining. Start the clock. Fast food. That is fine dining. Thank you. I love Cheesecake Factory. Like they have. The, okay. So this is what makes Cheesecake Factory fine dining. One, the cheesecake. If you're paying like 15 bucks for a slice of cheesecake, it's fine dining. Number two, the length of that menu in and of itself screams fine dining. I would be very uncomfortable if somebody walked in the Cheesecake Factory with cargo shorts on. That is like my metric for fine dining. Is that your metric? I don't know. If you go into a place with shorts and everybody's like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like that can't be fine dining to me. But I think Cheesecake Factory is classy enough. DB considered more than casual and not fast food. You can stop my you can stop my clock right there. 
I 100% agree with you. Tell me why. Funny enough, that was actually the last date my wife and I went on. Let's go. Factory. You know what? And we bought that cheesecake. Let's go. So I 100% agree with you. I I cannot picture someone walking in with cargo shorts. I'm sorry, but you'd be like, "Ugh." Yeah, no, you you would notice. That's the thing. Yep. You would notice that there, there's a certain atmosphere at Cheesecake Factory, and it's not just the long menu. It's not the prices per se. It's not. It's it's the way the inside of the building even just looks. It's just a. It's a step up. It's mm-hmm. classier. It's it's professional. It it gives off an aura of you know what. You want to go for a nice birthday dinner? Go to Cheesecake Factory. Sure. You want a nice date night with some good dessert? Cheesecake Factory. I can dig that. That is a fine dining experience, my friend. Okay. Stop the clock. Okay. I can dig that. Now I got one for you. Now, this isn't fine dining. I want to know, is this casual or is it not casual? Okay. So you're so, not saying it's, it's on the level. It's not fine, fine dining. dining at all. I know it's not that. But I want to know, is this like a real sit-down restaurant experience or is it a bar? Okay. Is it bar food or real food? Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm going bar food. I am going bar food. Now, here, here's here's why. Their Will's, specialty not, is, Will's not having it. He might speci- have to rebuttal. Go ahead. <laughs> their specialty is wings. You got some pizza. You got some sandwiches. I mean, but they're obviously it's in the name. It's, it's wings, right? Yeah. And a majority of their seating arrangement is either around a bar or you're going to have high top tables with super tall chairs. That, to me, screams bar. That, for me, says this is bar food. I mean, they got TVs everywhere. Um, would, I, would I be willing to take someone out on a date to that? I don't think so. Honestly, oh. the 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 only way I would is if we were like going to watch a sports game together. Sure. That's where I would be like, okay, like let's go to Buffalo Wild Wings. But for me, I'm going to go with bar food, good bar food. I enjoy Buffalo Wild Wings, but I'm going to go bar food. All right. Will, do you want to rebuttal that? You know, I was thinking about it, but at the same time, you kind of changed my mind. You know, I I agree. I wouldn't go there for a date thinking about it now purely because there are a bunch of sports games on mm-hmm. and I wouldn't go there unless I wanted to watch sports with someone okay. and, and you can make wings like are their specialty date. yeah you could yeah. but that's like typically for a first date that's probably not something that you'd do okay go ahead Jonah what's your next one well wait what's your take on it are you are, I agree you agree I don't even need I don't even need time okay <laughs> it's bar food yeah. Already. At, at okay. best. Okay. Okay. Their, their so, wins aren't even that good. Yeah. Who? Oh, we've talked about this. We've crazy, talked. Crazy mics. Yeah, we've talked about Whoa. crazy mics. You, you've had crazy mics, Will, right? No. You haven't. We didn't go. I haven't no. had it either. You Are and you I? sure? You and I. Yeah. No. Okay, we're gonna go soon. Okay. We should make we've it like a team dubs, building. But... No, you don't need to go. <laughs> I noticed how you looked at my stomach when you said that. That made me uncomfortable. <laughs> you had enough meat. Meat. <laughs> the meat. Okay. No. All right. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to frame this in the only way that I think I can. Give me your best one because we're going to do one, one, one le- left. One, and we're going to okay, close okay, that because okay. we're already getting like, okay. we're hitting the two hour mark. 
is Applebee's bar food or like sit down, you go on a date food? Absolute bar food. Not even a question. Not even a question. They have one meal that I would eat at any other restaurant. And it's a four cheese mac and cheese with honey chicken tenders on top. Ooh, that sounds good. And they're... Uh, their cavatappi is not bad either. But when you think Applebee's, you think apps, appetizers. You think two for 25, two for 20. You don't think sit down, date, dining experience. You think this is the only thing that's open and I'm yeah. going to get it because I just got out of the football game in high school. Mm-hmm. No adult goes to Applebee's for any other reason than to get drunk off of $1 drinks or to get half off apps. It's honestly pretty depressing. Nobody has. I I I will bet that ninety percent of people who have gone to Applebee's have never gone for a full price meal, which yeah. is what makes it dang casual. Yeah. Because if, when you're going to fine dining or real sit down food, you're not going because they have a Time. deal going on. That's true. You're going on because you like their food. Mm-hmm. That's my take. Yep, I hundred percent agree with you. All right, cool. That's all I got to say. I 100% agree. This one, I want to see, because this one is a tricky one. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to lump a lot of them together. Okay. I'm going to lump three together mm-hmm. because they're all pretty much the exact same thing. And just give you my answer for each one? Well, for all of them together because they're pretty much all the same restaurant. Okay. Texas Roadhouse, mm-hmm. Outback, mm-hmm. and Longhorn Steakhouse. Are these actual restaurants or are these casual That's hard. It is. I'm going to say sit down restaurant. Here's why. Date worthy. Date worthy? Personally, no. Anniversary worthy? No. (laughs) If we're going by those metrics, no. Now, obviously in those places, cargo shorts are basically the dress code. (laughs) So I was going to say that straight up. Let's go. (laughs) <laughs> oh no um date night i mean maybe if you want a cheap steak but other than that anniversary hell no <laughs> i'm not taking my wife to outback or texas roadhouse or any or the other one i don't remember what the other longhorn one. longhorn i'm longhorn in my opinion is the classiest of those three but hell no, I'm not taking my wife for an anniversary dinner there. I'm sorry, but time. I, okay, yeah, no, I'm not doing it. Period. No. I I 100 agree with you. Now I will say the one that stands out to me the most is the one with the peanuts on the ground. Uh, Texas Roadhouse. I don't know which one it is, but there's I don't, the Texas dances, Roadhouse. They have peanuts everywhere. You throw the peanuts on the ground. They're all over the table. Oh, I didn't know that. It's a whole experience. Yeah. It's pretty That's- fun. But the food is still dookie meat compared yeah, to like a real steakhouse. So I agree. I I've agree. never been to a real steakhouse. Well, okay. Can I get a 30 second take from you both? On what? Olive Garden. Oh, shoot. We have to talk about this one. Olive Garden. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll end on this one. Olive Garden. I'll give you my six second take on it. Olive Garden is not a real restaurant at all. Really? It Their pasta is not good. They're not Italian. The only thing that's good about Olive Garden is their breadsticks and their salad. Their pasta, realistically, is terrible. 
And if it was on Patreon, I'd have a lot more colorful words for it. Their food is so freaking bad. The only thing they have that's good is the pasta. No, not the pasta. The breadsticks, the soup, and the salad. Their pasta is awful. It is not good at all. That's my take on that. That is not a date. That is an awkward first meet with another couple that you haven't had actual conversations with. Stop the clock if it's not already stopped. It's stopped. Give well, it to him, Jonah. I, well, I want to hear Will's take first. Go ahead, Will. I agree, actually. I I would totally walk in there with a pair of shorts and a t-shirt. For sure. There's, plus, I agree. It's not real Italian food. The only, like... It's a Taco Bell of Italian food. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> it's, it's not that great. And honestly, the last time I went, I didn't have that great of an experience. So I I wouldn't consider it a fancy restaurant. I mean, their breadsticks are good. Their salad's good. But yeah, that's that's really it. And they're only good because they're free. Me and Will. It's true. Will had a, a card to Olive Garden, didn't you? I did. And I think we chose to go to Del Taco instead. <laughs> or, or Canes. Yeah. We ended up going to Some. fast food place instead of going to uh, Olive Garden. So I will, I, I, give will, I will give you my take. So my wife and I, we enjoy Olive Garden. Of course you do. It's cheap Italian food. We love the bread. The breadsticks are really what make it. And I think that's kind of what we all agreed on. Yeah. Salads are great, obviously. Oh, yeah. Exceptional. Um, but no, I, I 100% agree with you with the pasta, especially when you compare it to somewhere like Cheesecake Factory. Or home. Or what? Or home. Yeah, or home. Exactly. Honestly, the past couple times that we've gone, I feel like specifically the, the meals that I've chosen have been really not that great. Now, I'll eat anything. There's really not much I won't eat, but I'm not saying it's, it's definitely inedible. like subpar. Like I'll eat it and be like, you know what? Throw some marinara sauce. On my on my spaghetti noodles, throw out, you know a chicken a slice of chicken on top. I can make this better at home, for yeah. cheaper. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I would agree with you guys. The chicken Alfredo may be the worst chicken Alfredo I've ever had in my life. Because <laughs> their chicken is bad. It's all gooey. It's, it's so gross. It is gooey. It's disgusting. It's so bad. Oh, sorry, Olive Garden. I know you're not going to sponsor us after this, but your breadsticks are great. Yeah, it's true. So Breaks make down. sure to subscribe to our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash decent take show. Jonah, where can they follow you? They can follow me at uh JC Ibarra96 on Instagram or Jonah Cole Ibarra on Twitter. You can follow me at the name Java on Twitter. I don't have any other social media. Follow the Instagram for decent takes at decent takes. Follow the Twitter for decent takes at decent takes show. Decent takes show. Um decent takes on TikTok www.patreon.com slash decent takes show nefcoproducts.com promo code decent takes and I think that's all of our links with that being said thank you for listening to another episode of the decent takes show serving mediocrity to the masses or greatness to the globe you decided we'll catch you next week peace